Hello and welcome back to Talk This Way. Today we are going to be discussing the Zodiac Killer. Now we've been requested to do a crime-based episode, so this is it guys. We thought we'd do a well-known one just so that everyone kind of has some form of understanding, like, because, I mean, Calm, surely everyone's heard of the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, I mean, I certainly heard of it and like, I must admit, I'm kind of horrendous with this stuff, especially older crimes that were committed like across the water, of course, you know, stuff like Jack the Ripper and things like that, mm-hmm. but like um, this one I even heard of myself and I guess the best way to do it is just to kick it off. Uh, how much Let's about see. it did you know before? Um, Well, it's, I used to watch BuzzFeed Unsolved a lot. So right, it was okay. it, like years ago, I remember watching it when they first uploaded it and going, oh my God. Like, And mm-hmm. the thing that really got me about it was the fact that he used to send the whole like coded messages. And I thought yeah, that was like yeah. very unique to that set of murders mm-hmm. because like or at least in like all the like uk murders that have happened like none nothing's happened similar to that where they've played with the press and the media and he's kept absolutely everyone uh-huh. on their toes like it yep. really was a game for him and that's what stood out mm-hmm. so that's why when we were um getting requested a crime episode i thought that this would be a good one because there's a lot of things that are unique to this case uh-huh well, I watched the BuzzFeed Unsolved for this, which is where a lot of my information will be coming from. <laughs> but I know we both watched the movie, and it wasn't until I watched the movie, I was like, he really toyed around with these guys. Yeah, like, definitely. he played them like a fiddle. Yeah, like, it really was, like, sport for him. Also, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely recommend that movie. I know we've just done an episode oh, yeah. on... Uh-huh our top five favourite films, but Zodiac, it's on Netflix, guys. If you're looking for something to watch, it's a pretty good film. Got a decent cast as well, Robert Downey Jr. and Jake, I cannot pronounce his last name. God knows. He's pretty um, famous I... as well. <laughs> but I-, I love Robert Downey Jr. Like, Iron Man's my favourite. Oh, he's, he's a good so actor. He's just mm-hmm. amazing. But yeah, yeah, anyway, to the story of the Zodiac. Here we go, so in Northern California. <laughs> so, what actually happens, by the way, in the movie, it doesn't start off like this, which I find weird. They start off like, a, a, I think it was the second crime that will come on to. However, the first crime that the Zodiac committed, I guess, or, you know, that was confirmed was on December the 20th, 1968, where two teenagers were sitting in the car in the middle of nowhere. So I wonder what they were getting up to. <laughs> and uh, a guy came up and just shot them. And... The, the people, the teenagers, were called Betty and David. David was found... Well, Betty, sorry, was found dead about 30 feet from the car, so kind of tells me she got shot and just tried to run like anything. But um, David was shot, but he was found alive, but he died shortly after, so most likely on his way to the hospital, I could imagine, yeah. or as people are trying to like, fix him there and then. But... So that was that was kind of the first one, but I find it weird that the movie didn't start off like that. However, there was reference to it. Um, I'm pretty sure the movie did start off like that, Come. It doesn't. It starts off on July 4th, 1969. And uh, it's the same thing, two teenagers sitting in a car. However, this time, they were in a car park. No and so the he's guy done walked, that twice? Done it twice. Yep. And that's what it, the 1968 one does come up in the movie but it comes up in one of his letters and I think it is I know stuff that only me and the police know or the Zodiac and the police would know and oh. that's what one of the things that it says I'm sure that's how it comes up right. in the movie okay. 
But um, yeah, it does in the movie does this really well, must admit. So July fourth, nineteen sixty nine, two people again, a guy and a girl. So he's really targeting the couples. That's one of the things I kind of picked up on. Um, they're sitting in a car, and it was it was purely lit, and it was kind of like just outside some shops, and just sitting there, I guess. But this the zodiac walked up, shot them, walked away. Obviously thought. Oh, like let's go for run two. I guess walked back up and shot them again. Oh. Now, both of them were found alive. However, the girl died and only Michael survived it. And again, the movie ends quite nicely um, with Michael. But Michael gets a first description of the Zodiac, hmm. and he describes him as a white male, aged twenty six to thirty. Uh, he was quite a stocky. He was quite a big guy with light brown hair and I must admit see when I heard that I was like cool so that's not really narrowed the American population down no, that's actually <laughs> every like middle aged guy in America <laughs> yeah especially then because I, I know like Americans are getting better with health as like I guess everyone is now but um, yeah back then it wasn't really the broadest yeah. but I find that weird how he's done two uh-huh. incidents uh uh-huh. And the thing is, mm-hmm, they weren't far off each other. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's in hindsight you're thinking, why would you do that when you know there's a killer going about? Yeah, but then also like there's that question of how did the police not link them two together, like straight yep. off the back? You've got identical yep. killings of young couples in a car in an yep. abandoned place, and you've got sh- drive-by shootings almost. Like, do yep. you know what I mean? Like, they should be going, wait a minute, these could be linked. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, yeah, less than a month later, he starts talking about with newspapers. He sends three different um, newspaper companies um, identical letters from someone claiming to be the killer. Letters were signed with the Zodiac mark, which the way I was going to describe it was a circle with a plus sign in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's essentially way, what it is. Yeah, it honestly is. So that was kind of... His code, I guess, that was kind of his symbol almost yeah, that he his made. trademark, yeah. Uh-huh. And he sent in codes and he told the newspapers to publish them or they'd kill again. And again, this is something that movie done really well as well because mm-hmm. you can kind of just see them arguing about it and you can imagine that happen. Like, why are we doing yeah. this? Like, we're, this guy's wanting us to do this. Why are we doing it? And then the argument obviously being because we don't want more people to die. Yeah, that's one thing that I really loved about the movie was the fact that it wasn't from the killer's perspective. It was from yep. the news people's perspective. Like, yep. Imagine just going about your day-to-day business and then that letter ends up in your desk and you're like, yep. we have to crack this code and we have to mm-hmm. publish this so that he doesn't kill again. But I think yep. in the movie it said that he wanted it on the front page, but I don't think they put it on the front page. I don't think it was mentioned if it was front uh, page or not, hmm. but that might just yeah, be a dramatic that, effect. Aye, <laughs> probably. You know what movies like to do? They like to kind of enhance it a little bit. He says this in the movie as well, but I find it weird how he kind of describes, I guess, his passion for it, and yeah. how he says that his victims will become his slaves in the afterlife. Like I find that pure weird. Yeah, like I think that's like the thing with the Zodiac Killer was like he was really doing it for like sport like mm-hmm. there's reference to it in like the movie constantly going like it's his favourite game and all that and uh, I don't know honestly people who are like serial killers are not right in the head 
Oh, and they're really not. I don't, like, I mean, I'm not obsessed with, like, watching films about serial killers or, like, mm-hmm. watching YouTube videos on it. I think it's a little bit of a strange thing to be obsessed with, like, being obsessed yeah. with, like, murderers and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, like, these people are not right in the head. And it, it kind of annoys me, the fact that there's so many, like, lights shined upon murders when they happen. But oh, then, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. we're kind of like not helping with the problem by doing a podcast about one. But like... yeah, but that's a very good point. <laughs> but like, but uh... the thing is, we've kind of got we're not doing it there and then, so we're not really shining a light on it. We're kind of just more analysing, discussing. Yeah. Like, how I just this feel happened. like these people should not be worshipped, and these people should no. not be given attention. They are literally no. sick. That's what they're doing it for. Who have mm. like torn families apart and caused so much grief and hell yep. and sadness to all these people and mm-hmm. I mean it was a good movie though but like it's the whole <laughs> thing just kind of doesn't sit right with me but that's my opinion yeah no no I agree I agree I don't think they should be given the time of day because that's why most people do it let's let's not be stupid about yeah, it and like then you also have to like ask the question of see if someone watches that film and goes oh mm-hmm. i might give that a, i might give that a go like i know yeah, that i, I know mean you would i know what you mean that, yeah but like that could like start serial killers and also the fact that like the newspapers actually did publish that like mm-hmm. i get it and he was like oh well if you don't then it's going to be blamed on you but like as if these multi-million dollar newspaper companies were actually listening to and obeying this random middle-aged guy because they sent them a letter. Like, mm-hmm. surely they just go straight to the police and be like, by the way, we're not publishing this. Go and get that analysed. We're not playing this sickles game. Yep, that's it. But no, what I can see, because see if the two newspapers published it and this one didn't, imagine... The reputation they would get, if yeah. I mean, I, I, went, it's a I, uh, situation, but I get, I get why they done it, but I agree. I don't yeah. think they should have, and I, it's such a horrible thing. You know what? I don't envy the guys that had to make the call. Yeah, definitely. Because you're just spreading fear, you know. But nevertheless, it does kill again. I guess on September twenty seventh, nineteen sixty nine, two people were picnicking uh, near a lake and. The girl saw someone behind the, um, hiding behind the tree. And shortly after, the guy comes out with, like, you know how the executioner um, mask on? Yeah, like, like the balaclava kind of thing. Mm, yeah, like the guys that used to wear it, I don't know, before they'd done the guillotine and stuff like that. Mm. Like, um, <laughs> on medieval movies, he came out wearing one of them and he tied them both up and stabbed them, like, repeatedly. One... The girl again died at the hospital, but Brian survives. And Brian describes the guy as the exact same as Michael. So, you know, already these murders are linking yeah, really well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the movie kind of does it really well as well. However, I don't know why they didn't try and run as soon as they saw that. Like, yeah, people. Like, that's the thing that got me. So, they are at a lake right so they're mm-hmm. literally, they're sitting on the beach or at least that's how the movie portrayed it i don't know how if that's the same yeah, life but... yeah no one's around them no one yeah. it's quiet mm-hmm. so if you see that guy coming up to you and he's holding a knife and he's wearing a mask 
you're not exactly being like, oh, he's coming up for like a sandwich. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd be like, well, you're... make it worse. They, they actually saw him holding a gun at first. Oh, for God's sake! So he's like, certainly not coming up. Yep. Yeah, to like, to cut your sandwich. So <laughs> realistically, you'd be like, we're literally about to get murdered. Like we are. Mm-hmm. We this is it. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you swim away? Or is that is that just me being really really stupid? Like my first protocol would be jump in that water and start front crawling like to the other side yeah, of the lake. Yeah, yeah, you try and go. Uh-huh. Yep, you would. Like they didn't even the try hang- and uh-huh. run. Yep, they didn't. As you say, they didn't try to go and the water's probably quite a good bit to go in because I'm not being funny. The guy's not going to be Michael Phelps like with yeah. his body, you know. Um, especially when we get on to talk about suspects, the photos of him kind of tell you that he's not got the body for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, see, if, say as shooting, you go under the water because that'll hide you a little bit that's and just say they runs out of bullets. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, the gun bullets would then obviously bring attention to that area. Exactly, because you know? if he fired more than one shot, if anyone mm-hmm. was around, like fair enough, no one was around their close proximity. But if someone uh-huh. was driving by and heard that, they'd be like, Why is there multiple shots being fired? And, yeah, they're not hunting. Yeah, and Andrew told me this thing, I don't know how like true it is, but apparently mm-hmm. if someone's got a knife, you should always run away. If someone's got a gun, you should always run towards them. Because Yeah, yeah, I've got that. You can never fight off someone with a knife. You can never, ever do it because even yeah, if yeah. they've got no skill with a knife at all and they're just flinging it around... Yeah, it's easy business, enough to do. Yeah. They, will, they will hurt you. You will get cut. Whereas with a gun, yeah. like it's easy to shoot just anywhere. So you should always run towards them and tackle them down. Hang so, on, like, see, see the you pressure you'll put on them. I know. I know. Like, they would actually have to wait until the last minute to kind of get you to guarantee it. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. Like, obviously, like, I hope we're never in one of those situations. But it's mm-hmm. one of them things you wouldn't know what you would do until you were there. I well, to be honest, I wouldn't be there. Because yeah. you're thinking about it. You're going to a secluded place. There's this absolute fear going about that this murder is, you know, wow. killing people around you. sending letters to the newspaper saying that he'll do it again. He loves the hobby, I guess, as yeah. he's describing it. And, and you're, you're like, a okay, you're a yeah, let's well. go to a secluded bit. Yeah, it's madness. But then at the same time, like, you can't just live your life in fear. Like, you need to. That's probably what they thought. I I certainly wouldn't have went to a quiet, but I'd have went to a busier area. Yeah. Because surely there's a busier bit at that lake, or you'd invite more people. Mm -hmm. Like, Kona Double Date. Like, don't you think it's kind of weird at the fact that the Zodiac Killer is deliberately going to secluded places to see if there's a couple sitting there and then going mm-hmm. right the coast is clear i'm gonna go and murder them like yep. what the hell mm-hmm. it's weird it's it weird so um another one happens this one is not a couple however and this is a bit of a thing because the guy's just carrying out his job on october the 11th 1969 a cab driver was shot dead by the passenger people saw the man wiped down the car and walk away as if like nothing happened. So obviously they saw that they're going to call the cops. Mm-hmm. And the people that saw it happen saw the guy like clean up the car, described them the same way as the previous two boys did. However, <laughs> and this is horrendous, I, the police arrived to the scene, but they didn't identify it as a white male. Yeah, and, and they, they touched on this in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. 
you can only yeah <laughs> do you want to have a guess at what ethnicity they wanted mm. the person to be a black man mm-hmm. yeah exactly Typical america yeah they really don't help themselves so yeah so in the movie they actually do this really well because two coffers drove past the guy like as they're going towards the scene of crime and the guy just matched the description perfectly but obviously they weren't looking for the guy and it's a bit of this sin the way that the movie kind of put this out because they put these two coffers out as a like the bad bit and like you're so stupid however they weren't looking for that person they were looking for a guy in a different yeah. ethnicity completely different you know yeah no I, I see when i was watching that scene like i was like they can't really be mad at them because mm-hmm. at the yeah. end of the day it was what they told the other officers yep. to look for yeah and fair yep. enough they drove by that guy but if you're looking for a distinct profile of person mm-hmm. in this case they were looking for a black man if you see yep. a white person you'd just be like whatever they're not who we're yeah because for. say if you pull him up i'm sure the guy in the movie says did you know like pull him up and talk to him if you do that the guy that you're actually looking for could be doing a runner and he'll just exactly. get away and they're so, near the scene of the crime so they're like mm-hmm. if we drive around all these blocks we might cl- yep. catch like the black man that we're looking for but yep. uh, honestly that just touches on the American justice system and how ah, black people are, yep. are let's not even discuss that because that's that could be a whole podcast episode yeah. to be honest god die Yep. So the guy actually writes a letter um, and he threatens to kill a school bus of kids or something like it breaks engine and I believe the movie said they can pick them off as they come out or something really like mad like that and you're sitting like how sick is this guy? Yeah, like very sick. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the Zodiac keeps sending letters until 1971 but he stops um, for a few years and they send one final letter in 1974 claiming to kill 37 people and he sent in a review saying the horror movie The Exorcist. It says that that was a fantastic comedy. Oh my God. Yeah, and you can tell again at this point the guy's just kind of playing this game. You know, yeah. he's he's just playing the game now. Yeah, he's just so, doing it yeah. for reactions. Yeah, that that's kind of the end of the storyline of the confirmed Kodiak cases I guess now it's more about the victims and the BuzzFeed Unsolved talk about three vi- or oh, three suspects rather than victims sorry um, and I'm just going very quickly tackle one because I really doubt this guy was the person that done it yeah so, so let's hear the suspects yeah so a guy claims that his dad was a killer he claims that his dad looked like the drone that was created by the place and this handwriting was very similar. However, the handwriting that he tried to compare with the killers was actually the priest's handwriting. It was on the wedding certificate. And he's tried to test his dad's DNA with the Zodiacs, but the police didn't comply with it. Is there's not enough evidence? And you're sitting there like, of course there's not going to be yeah. much evidence. Like, but why, of all people, would you, like try and like throw your dad under the bus like well that's what i thought they must have had a horrible relationship with that yeah. he probably hates his dad and yeah. just thought i could do this so you like know? either like the dad is horrible to the son or like the son mm-hmm. genuinely thinks that his dad could be a serial killer like yeah yep so that's one of them and i'm going to tackle another one who's kind of a bit more and then touch on the 
another one uh, who I think is the guy that done it. But um, this second one, who's he has got quite a bit of evidence against him. Um, an ex-police officer believes it was someone known as Kane. I can't remember his full name, but it's something Kane, K or something like that, but his friends just seen him as Kane. So a victim's sister said that this Kane guy was harassing her sister on the days leading up to her death. And the police officer identifies Kane as a person like in the drawing. Like it's really, really similar lookalike. And yeah, and the buzz, BuzzFeed on so you see like the two photos together and to be fair, it, yeah, there are similarities. Like they do look very, very similar. Mm-hmm. And so Kane moved to Lake, South Lake Tahoe in 1970 where <clears throat> a Zodiac victim went missing. And this one hasn't been spoken about and that's because it wasn't a confirmed case. But basically, um, this lassie went missing in 1970 and she worked in the same hotel as this Kane guy. So yeah, things so are adding up to match linked. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 1970, on a highway near California, this is in the movie, the woman uh, breaks down in her car or something like that with her baby and she gets in the Zodiac's car or who she believes is a Zodiac killer's car. And I say what makes her believe because when she's in the car, she says that she's going to throw her baby out the car's window, like when the guy's driving, and then kill her. So this woman gets a lot of face-to-face interaction with the Zodiac because yeah. obviously they're sitting in the car together and yeah. they're in the front. So the guy, like you're sitting, if you get in a taxi in the front seat, you're going to see the guy. Yeah, 1000%. Like, you will be able to identify that man. Mm-hmm. So, what she done was she picked out from a like, long line of photos, she picked out is this Kane guy is the Zodiac killer. Really? And so, that's what I mean. There's a lot of um, evidence kind of going against him with that. He moved, he moved there, and the picture identification and him looking like the drawing. So, there's a lot of things going against this guy here. Yeah. However, no DNA was actually attempted to be matched between the Zodiacs and his handwriting looks different. No, sorry. Yeah, no, his handwriting did look different. However... So they didn't run DNA? They didn't run DNA. I don't know oh why they didn't God, run DNA. How stupid. That's stupid, but see the bit that annoys me about the handwriting thing? Like, people have different... You can easily change your handwriting. Thousand percent. Like, like although there would be similarities, like... Mm-hmm. Some people can write with both hands, like, and I think the mm-hmm. next suspect that you're about to talk, talk about, like, might be one of those people. But, like, see when I broke my arm, because I broke my right hand three times, and that's also <laughs> the, the, yeah. the arm that I write with. So I had to write with my left arm, and the mm-hmm. handwriting is so different, like, obviously because you're not uh, used to writing it. with the other mm-hmm. hand. But, like, if I commit the murder, which I, I never will. Never. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um... Like, I, I'd obviously be writing with my left hand, like, so that yeah. they wouldn't be able to identify me. So what's to say that that Zodiac killer was doing that, do you know what I mean? So... That's it. Yep. The guy could have easily just changed his handwriting for the sake of, you know, not getting caught. Yep. So the final guy that I'm talking about, and, you know, we've kind of spoke about him um, in the movie, really targets this boy, because uh, rightly so, to be fair, I, I really believe that, it was him. Yeah, I think, so, you know, it all points in that direction for a reason, you know. Ah, uh, exactly. So the guy that originally thinks it's this guy is 
actually a cartoonist at one of the newspaper companies. However, the movie kind of portrays him as taking a lead on the case, I guess. The movie that we're talking about is The Zodiac, and it's this cartoonist theory that kind of led to this movie being created. And from watching the movie, you can really see that, you know, why that was the case. So um, the guy that we're talking about is called Arthur Lee Allen. So that's um, not the cartoonist, that's the guy, the suspect in this case. And this is really, really suspicious. I'm not sure if they covered this in the movie, by the way, but Arthur told his family that he was going scuba diving at the lake where the people picnic and died on the day that, yep. And when he got home, um, he was covered in blood and he had a bloody knife in his car. Shut up. So, I'm not joking. They did not mention that in the movie Mm -hmm. at all. Yep, yep. And that that is such a pivotal part in the story. Yeah. Like, uh already, if he's going scuba diving now, that's something. Given how secluded the place looks and how quiet it is, and the fact he's came back covered in blood with a knife, you know. Like, I'm sorry, but like, surely that family would be like, we need to report him to the police. Yeah, exactly. especially after hearing, you know, because yeah, the two people dying would have been everywhere. Yeah, like, even if, like, all they had to do was, like, look, you're a witness to this crime potentially, like, you need to go and interview with the police. Uh huh, yep, that's it. Uh, I don't know if this got mentioned, but I think it did. Um, one of Arthur's friends revealed that Arthur liked to refer to himself as the Zodiac before the Zodiac was even a thing. <laughs> and, um, yeah, as I say, oh, as I think you touched on it. His favourite book was about hunting human beings. Yeah, uh-huh. so I think in the movie they kind of, like, they kind of started that kind of story by, like, the cartoonist looking at the whole library records. Mm-hmm. And there were certain books that the cartoonist decided that if you wanted to become a serial killer, you know, they would be pretty useful. So he then looked at the library records for, I think it was military, because the police had kind of decided that this person had to have had military background. Can't remember why. Mm -hmm. Um, And the cartoonist discovered that all of the books were stolen from one library. So no one had their name next to it because obviously they didn't want to leave a paper trail of who it was so that kind of went right well obviously you know this is the guy so that kind of narrowed Mm -hmm. down the location i think as well on one of the um earlier murders with the two couples um what i can't remember if it was the first or the second i think it was the same because that was the one that was included in the movie Mm -hmm. they discovered like footprints leading up to the car and it was a specific military made size 10 boot and Mm -hmm. They in the film they go to interview this guy and he is wearing those shoes in the film the exact same boot that were and but I don't think the cartoonist had investigated this guy at the time of the interview but in the time of the interview he was like wearing a Zodiac made watch like the brand Zodiac he was making references to like movies that had appeared in the Zodiacs later. He was also saying stuff like, I think he was, I think he mentioned that he liked going scuba diving up by that lake, but he never mentioned that he was there on the day of the murder. So just like loads Mm. of different little links that Mm -hmm. were pointing to this guy, yet the police still done nothing. Yep, well, in the movie they searched his home, as you saw, but nothing was found. But well, I said nothing was found. Some really weird stuff was found. Yeah. 
Um, like you had, <laughs> had animals in the freezer, it um, knives with blood on it and things like that as well. Though, so I don't know if they then tested obviously yeah. the blood on it, but but what tell, that then, tells me is he's went and obviously killed a, a squirrel or something and yeah, put it in the freezer. I think as well in the movie they mentioned that um, he had like conveniently moved or not moved but done like a big massive clear out like a couple of days before the police came. So obviously they're not going to find anything like he's obviously moved all the mm-hmm. evidence and stuff yep yep so another thing that goes against them is obviously the last zodiac letter was sent in 1974 and this is covered in the movie arthur goes to jail in 1974 as well and obviously the letters stop mm-hmm. he's in jail so he obviously cannot send the letters yeah. and it kind of adds up. However, in 1987, Arthur's one of Arthur's cellmates said that when Arthur was in jail, he confessed to one of the killings that occurred, like the no, Zodiac yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. And in 1991, police finally, oh, sorry, police interviewed Michael. This is kind of how the movie ends. Yeah. And Michael was the survivor from one of the, I think it was the first one. Um, not the first one, sorry, the one in the movie, um, the first one in the movie, uh, the 4th of July, and Michael picked out the photo of Arthur as the guy that shot him that day. Yeah, so, so I mean, loads of different things point towards Arthur. Yep, and in 1992, the police finally, finally <laughs> went to um, interview him again and, you know, properly go for him, I guess. However, he was found at home dead because he had a heart attack. So, yeah, uh, you're Just sitting there assume, like... like, especially the fact that like this case is probably going to remain unsolved because mm-hmm. how can you really prove that a dead man committed all those murders? Like, especially if they've yeah. not properly gathered DNA from the crime and like, and they've not mm-hmm. ran matches and all of that, and it's hard yeah. to prove because. Like, he obviously cleaned up the murder scenes and he was wearing gloves and stuff and he deliberately planted, like, for example, a pair of gloves in the taxi, like, Mm -hmm. to deliberately throw them off of his scent. And it's just a shame for all these families because now they've got no justice, there's no closure at all to the death of their family members and they now have to live knowing that that guy didn't face justice. He didn't get Mm -hmm. the years in jail that he should have. And it's just a shame, really. Yep. Well, there's two bits of evidence that kind of work in Arthur's favour, I guess. Um, one of them was that police took fingerprints but from Arthur and obviously from the crime scene, but they didn't match up. However, as you say, the guy's got to be smart and he's not going to do something stupid like that, surely. Yeah, like... He, Especially, yep. Uh-huh, like he deliberately was planting different DNA evidence and mm-hmm. he was cleaning up everything. But then I suppose like... In a taxi, I feel like even like when your hair follicles might fall off, Aye, or whatever, there like must he would be have something. to be wearing like a hat or something. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the witnesses didn't see him doing that, so there yep. would surely be something pointing to him. Yep. Um, so his handwriting didn't match up either, but again, we covered that. You can easily change your handwriting. And the third one was one of the stamps that he used to send the letters. Obviously, they were lipped on at the point, so. There was a bit of DNA on that, and Arthur's DNA didn't match up with the like the lick of the stamp. However, apparently the DNA on the stamp was like really really bad, mm-hmm. and supposedly Arthur had a habit of getting other people to lick the stamps for him. See that? Yeah, that could have happened. Or like, I mean, does it need to be saliva? Could it not just be water? 
I mean, that's true. Yep. Or you could, like, if he's killing animals, like getting like a mm-hmm. pig's tongue or something. Yep, yep, that's it. But as, as you say, it's a shame because we'll never know, I don't think. Yeah. We, we, we will never know. Literally, because he's dead. Like, And that's the thing, they can't even rule him out as a suspect now. Yep. Like, he's always just going to be a suspect. And, like, see if it's not him and he actually, actually is innocent, which, I mean, I highly doubt, but if yeah. he is innocent, his family's name is now just ruined because, like, everyone's going to be like, oh, you're related to the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone That's just thing, views yep. him as a zodiac. I was, yep, I was going to say, but he's always just going to be known as the guy that was most likely the zodiac killer, or mm-hmm. the guy that was a zodiac killer, depending how you think about it. Yeah. Also, like one thing that I was thinking, like when I was watching the movie, was what happens if the zodiac, like I know he claims to have killed like thirty-seven people or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. what happens if that wasn't actually all him and he was just looking at yep. murders that hadn't been claimed yet or someone hadn't been prosecuted for and yep. going oh by the way that was me so yep. like you could actually be looking at a situation where that guy could have killed for example all mm-hmm. the couples because they're all related incidents yep. but then you look at the taxi that was very out of the blue for the zodiac it didn't yep. fit his profile at all that could have been someone yep. else and like literally we said at the start of this episode, a chubby, tall, brown-haired, American white man does not, like, narrow down... It doesn't know many people out, uh-huh. It could be two different people. And, for example, that Kane thing, the suspect beforehand that we were just discussing, like, mm-hmm. discussing, he could have also killed people. Yep. So you could potentially be looking at three different murderers and the Zodiac yep. is just claiming all of them. Well, look a few years back at when the whole killer claim thing was going about and everyone hopped in the bandwagon. Yeah. You know, everyone just jumped on because it was a crazy, at that point, for crazy people, I guess. And you give uh, it could have easily been said. And they will perform. Yep. So. Yep. But yeah, I think that wraps up our. Yeah, that's probably. Episodes? I thought that was quite a nice way to end it. You give Phil's a stage and they'll perform. I like. I like that way you ended that part. Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk This Way. Make sure you're following us over on our Instagram at Talk This Way Pod and on our TikTok at Talk This Way. And remember, we release a new episode every single Tuesday, so set those reminders. See you soon. Au revoir. <laughs>